Hello, Botswa friends. Today you will meet Peter Eliasson from Jungsele in Sweden and who now lives and works in Palapi in Botswana. Welcome, Peter. Thank you very much, Justin. How did you end up here in Botswana? It's a long way from Jungsele. Yes, it's a long way. Uh, it, uh, it, it actually started uh, in 1995 when I uh, met my present wife. Okay. Yes. So. And then, when did you move here? Uh, permanently, I moved here in uh, 2017. Um, but before that, from 1997 up to that time, 2017, I came here annually. Okay. Yes, and mm -hmm. my wife came to see me in Sweden. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you know Botswana since long way back. I feel like I know Botswana well. Okay. Peter, you are an ecologist with a background in forestry. And you are now teaching at Bust, Botswana International University of Science and Technology. And that is quite a new university here with about 2,000 students at the moment. Why did Botswana need a new university? Well, uh, this was uh, an initiative from the previous president, uh, Festus Mokhae, uh, and it is uh, part of the efforts of Botswana to move to a knowledge-based economy. Away from diamonds. Away from the diamonds, yes. <laughs> In case they run out of diamonds. Okay. <laughs> um, so, when you're at uh, Bust, what, do you, what are your topics? What are your subjects? Well, I'm an ecologist, so I'm teaching three modules at this time. Uh, one module is ecology and biodiversity. Uh, another is introduction to the human environment, which is uh, mm -hmm. sort of general environmental science. And I'm teaching energy and the environment. Okay. And how many students do you have in your courses? Oh, it varies. Uh, now, I'm running two modules now. There are 23 students in one module and there are 10 students in the other module. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, what about these students? Where do they come from? Oh, from all over Botswana. Many of them are from small villages. Um, I was told when I came to Buse that this is the cream of the cream in Botswana <laughs> when oh. it comes to students. Okay. Yes. So what sort of um, background do they have before they enter Buse? Yeah, well... Uh, well, they have Botswana. Most of them have public schools, uh, some from Eng English medium schools. Um, they are the high performance okay. students across the country, I would say. Yeah. Okay, and what is the ratio between boys and girls? Ah, it's about 50 50, I would say. Right. I haven't even thought about it. So. Okay, you, and you say that they are sort of the high. The good performers from from the government schools and from English medium schools. Yes. 
Do you agree with that? Are they high performers? Well, everything is relative, Shastin. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that uh, the background of, of these students maybe is a bit poor if I compare to my experience in Sweden. But then again, uh, when I talk to colleagues currently teaching at the university in Sweden, uh, it seems like they are also complaining about uh, the students. Mm. I don't know if we have this, this new internet society, Google, Wikipedia, yeah. you know? <laughs> and that has an impact. Uh, maybe. Okay. So would you say that the students are prepared for university when they come to you? Uh, no, not really. I uh, I end up explaining things that I think they should really already understand. Okay. Yes. And what about English? I mean, uh, English for most of, of the Botswana is not the first language. How do they how do they actually manage? Yes, well, mm, the students like most Botswana, I think, are uncomfortable speaking English. Mm. They, I mean, that's a natural thing. You mm. want to speak your mother tongue. Uh, and I think uh, when speaking, uh, when they are talking, mm-hmm. they speak fairly good English, but the writing is uh, not so good. Okay, mm. yeah. Uh- so how do they manage the course material? Yes, well, that's a problem. I actually, every semester, I'm telling the new students that, that they really sh- must buy the textbook. A few of them do. Mm-hmm. And I say to them, I have not been to many universities where I see no students carrying books. They are not carrying books. now. This has two sides. Maybe they don't buy books, but also these days we have electronic textbooks. Yes. Yeah. And do they have them? Mm, uh, I think it's poor on that department. Actually, uh, on the exams, they they rely on my lecture notes. Okay. Yeah, and their own. But don't they have a, a book allowance? They have a book allowance. Yeah, but they have so many holes to fill. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You yeah. know your students, I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we say that this Bust is an international university. What does that really mean when it comes to teachers and students? Well, in practice, it means that the recruitment of academics is international. Um, But I think uh, it's a problem because recruitment of uh, administration staff uh, is local. So now you have international academics expecting and expected to perform on an international level. Um, but uh, the the culture at the administration is more uh, local. 
<laughs> so what does that mean? <laughs> can you give an example of, of this? Yeah, I can give. Uh, actually, we were talking about it earlier. And, mm. uh, I had this, uh, my energy students, I was taking them to a, a visit to the Pakalane solar power plant. Yes. They were very excited to go. And I had asked my teaching assistant to book transport. And um, at the morning of departure, we were all waiting for the bus to pick us up to go to Gabrone. But there was no bus. It didn't come. <laughs> and <laughs> these are the problems. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and this ended up now with the students feeling that uh, that was my fault. So now the rest of the semester, they were very grumpy with me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I have to be very um, diligent with time and all that. I'm trying to maintain an international standard, but then I depend on uh, things not happening as I expect. Uh, and I'm being blamed for it as a teacher. So, yeah, I find that a bit difficult. Um, I can hear that. Mm. Frustrating. Ah, a bit. <laughs> and stressful, is it? Yeah, for that, uh, yes, it's, it is stressful um, in, in many ways. Uh, we, we don't, for example, we don't have internal mail. So, and, but we have a very, uh, tough bureaucracy so you have to write memos for everything you do uh, and these memos you have to carry them from one side of the university to another side to another side so I, uh, I find myself doing things that um, I should spend time on more important things as a teacher and researcher because we also do research. Okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I, I know what you're talking about. I have experienced the same thing. <laughs> yes. But how, how are we going to get, how are we going to get this equation to go out? Oh, you're asking me for a solution. Yeah. Oh. You haven't, have you been thinking about it? <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, I think uh, if the university uh, wants an international standard, and I think also administration must be recruited internationally, that doesn't mean that uh, Botswana will get jobs there, because mm. there are many Botswana lecturers uh, still, but they have been recruited in international competition, and and also they have international experience. I think we need that also in the administration. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. I never thought of it like that. Yes. But of course, uh, Botswana needs to have jobs for the people. Yes, of course. Yes. So what about uh, educating them? Yeah, and that's what we are doing. I mean, that's yeah. the purpose of Yeah. Yes, even the, the knowledge-based economy. Yeah, I know, but even the administrative personnel. Yes. But, okay. Uh, yes. All right. Um, I was thinking, uh, these students of yours, now how many years do they go there? Three or four? Well, you can, uh, they have a bachelor's degree in three years. 
we are starting with an honors program, which is an additional year. And then uh, after that, uh, even after bachelor, they can apply for a master's. So we have a master's program. Um, I'm taking on now uh, three PhD students. Uh, they, I accept, expect them to have their admission letters by January. They are all, all three of them are Botswana. So, yeah. That sounds exciting. Yeah, it's uh, very inspiring. Yes, I like it. Okay. And what, what are they cha their chances of, of getting jobs and things when they come out? Oh, they will have good chances for jobs. Oh, that is brilliant. Yes, but I think the bachelor students, they are a bit disillusioned. Uh, there are not many jobs for them. Also, I think it's a problem that we may have students now uh, that are studying just to because they don't have a job. They don't know what else to do. Uh, yes, uh, a small fraction. All right. Yes. Would you say that that do you? Uh, no. Let me rephrase that. Um, are there any of you students that you can't pass? Uh, well, for me, I, I don't, I mean, I have three modules, so of course there are students that, that fail my mm. modules, but they are few, uh, they get the chance to redo the module, so I, every semester I have a few students that are redoing. But, but that's okay. Uh, um, failing altogether, that is something I don't know much about. Uh, it's not my department, so to speak. Okay. Yes. Are you allowed to fail, students? Yes, of course. Uh, no, we, we are following the protocol. I mean, and we also, there's a... Uh, <sighs> Important work with the BQA, Botswana, Botswana Qualification Authority, um, where we are now certifying our modules, our uh, yeah, planning of our courses, and, and so on. So, yeah, uh, I can't just fail students out of my own sort of thinking i must i must be able to what you say my, yeah motivate motivated yes yeah. so. <clears throat> so let's just talk about the highlights mm -hmm. so what are your highlights highlights of teaching at Buse? Mm, i don't understand what you mean by highlights no, what is what what is the most positive things that you encounter when you teach there? Oh, what I like most mm. is uh, that is, uh, we do research and to bring the students uh, out in the field to do field work. That is the greatest thing. And that's when the students really shine. They are such nice uh, personalities. Uh, and, and also I enjoy to see them learning things and i enjoy to see them discovering the world 
So that that's my highlight. I like it. Peter, what is the internet like at university? Do you have good connection? Uh, yes. Well, you who know Botswana and who has uh, maybe communicated with the uh, UB, for instance, you know mm -hmm. that uh, most researchers, they have a Yahoo or Google mail address mm -hmm. yes. because they can't rely on the UB email server. Um, Bust has um, a contract with Google. Okay. For good or for bad, uh, that's that's another thing. But uh, all our email addresses are Google addresses, actually. Um, so technically, that works well. Now uh, there might might be other problems with being connected with Google. So for that reason, our email is very reliable. Um, bandwidth is. Uh, yeah, for Botswana standards, I think it's high. We have good internet. And also, there's a commitment from the Deputy Vice Chancellor in academics now to have used fully online, as he expresses it, fully online within the next year. And actually, we are running all our modules um, parallel on the internet using a software called Blackboard. So that works fine. We're also, I should say, Bust is very well equipped. The data labs are excellent. Uh, all students have laptops uh, provided from home, mm -hmm. uh, I, I suppose, yes. But they all have laptops. Um, and they are comfortable with using it. Not really, you know, I'm surprised when a three-year student doesn't know how to use Excel. You know, they don't have much. Okay. Mm, yeah. Are you doing something about that? Are you helping them with that? Or? Uh, well, what I'm teaching doesn't involve much uh, using uh, computer software, uh, but uh, well, those who come and do field work, uh, usually that's when I see, okay, they don't know Excel. Uh, so that's when I have a chance to, to teach them. So not in class. We have just gone or in the middle of a COVID-19 situation. Uh, and um, I believe that quite a lot of studying is done uh, online. Yes. How are you managing, or are the students still coming to university there? How uh, is it? Yes, well, I have small classes, like I said, from 10 students uh, up to 23. And uh, we have, I have agreement with my students that they observe now the, the COVID regulations in the classroom, and we we have lectures in the classroom because I don't, I don't think the teaching over Zoom or over Blackboard really works well. In the classroom, I still have to tell the, te the, the students to put away their phones, not 
checking Facebook while I'm lecturing, right? <laughs> so when they are sitting in front of a screen in Zoom and I'm talking to a screen, yeah. I don't know who I'm talking to really. <laughs> so, yeah. so I want them live in the classroom as much as possible. But I have colleagues that are uh, only teaching online, so it's possible. It works as long as you're all in within the university, so you use the university intranet uh -huh. rather than a connection from home. Oh, that's interesting. They don't sit at home and do it virtually. No. 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 Well, they have. Yeah, these students, they are all. Uh, they have a. Uh, they are student quarters, so and they have uh, internet there. So. That works. They can sit in the student room. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, that sounds as if you've got the COVID situation under control in the classroom anyway, with masks and, I guess, and sit a long way from each other yes. to keep distancing. Um, we talked about earlier that you went to Gabs to look at the solar power experiment thing going on there. Um, do you, what do you know about this solar power situation in Botswana? We have for many, many years tried to get government to invest in solar power, but they don't seem to take it seriously. We're still running on coal. Yes. What do you know about this? Well, uh, energy is a political thing. There's a lot of money into energy. There's also uh, the independence. Uh, a nation that has its own energy is very important. So, and I think if you look back ten years or so for Botswana, there was problems yeah. uh, before they built the Morukule B. So, um, I think it's it's uh, for one, it's a matter of being uh, independent from South Africa. Or, um, secondly, it is a lot of money in it. Botswana has a lot of coal, and mm. and uh, I mean, for a developing country now to have this resource and just leave it in the ground—that's a difficult thing to do. Uh, as far as I understand, uh, the energy prices. The price for electricity in Botswana is among the lowest in the world. So if you're now a private citizen and you want to install solar, mm. it's difficult to, to justify that investment because the electricity is already so, so cheap. Uh, I think that's, that's the reason, but I'm giving, my my students in energy and environment, um, um, they have a, a paper to read, um, journal art article that is now comparing uh, internationally, comparing countries um, from a life cycle uh, analysis perspective, uh, looking at if if a country installs solar, how much carbon dioxide can they mm, 
avoid? How much each carbon dioxide emissions can they avoid? And uh, in this life cycle analysis, Botswana comes on top because the 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 possibilities for solar in Botswana is, is very promising. It's a lot of sun. Um, and Botswana is now with the coal power plants. There's already a lot of carbon dioxide uh, emitted here. So switching to solar in Botswana is the most favorable uh, opportunity compared, but it's more favorable compared to any other country in the world. So that's that's. Do you have any idea on how long it's going to take? Because oh, it will happen one day. How long can it take? I don't know. But, uh, it is sort of political. And we we visit every year, we visit uh, the Pakalane solar power plant. That's a demonstration plant uh, for solar power. But even those who show us the plant, they say, yeah, the problem with solar is how do you store it? Uh, the sun is not shining all the time, <laughs> things like that. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a long way to go. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. <laughs>